Hi, welcome to Before They're Verified, the podcast where we support people who are pursuing things they are passionate about, regardless of the amount of likes or followers they have. I'm your host, Hannah, and this is an extra special episode because not only is it episode 19, but it's also the season one finale. Today we have Bailey Cordell as our guest, and she is passionate about bioethics. I'm super grateful to have her on as Bailey is one of my longest and best friends. So not only do we talk about Bailey's path to being a bioethicist, we also talk about some very fun childhood memories, including a few Halloween parties, how we bonded over Taylor Swift, and the time we swear we saw Bigfoot. Also, make sure you stick around after the interview because my roommate Kendall and I sit down and talk about all of the amazing things that have happened on this first season of Before They're Verified. I hope you enjoy. just realized something so this mug is from a flower shop here and I kid you not in the very very first episode with Tiana I I just remembered I used this mug and she asked me the same exact she was like oh my god where'd you get that mug Hmm. full circle moment everybody yeah because here's a perfect segue it's the season finale of before they're verified this is exciting this is exciting Sounds like you have to use that mug for every episode. I know. I think I think I do for next <laughs> for next season. I'll just be like, "This is our soul mug." It's like your it's like your episode mug, like yeah. how Jimmy Fallon has like oh, yeah. a mug that says Jimmy Fallon. Yours is like a hand painted flower mug that's actually not yours. <laughs> <laughs> the stolen mug of the day is <laughs> uh, no, but very full circle moment because a couple things we've got. The flower mug. We've got my picture of Paul Rudd, who actually wasn't here in the first episode, I don't believe, but he's here now. But what's also special about this episode, not only is it the season finale, which I'm sure I prefaced that in the intro, because I record the intros after the episodes. Fun fact for anyone who didn't know. (laughs) It's also special because Bailey is on today. Hi, Bailey. I'm Bailey. This is Bailey. (laughs) Very, very special because she is now, I think she beats out Sammy as the person. Oh, wait, no, I just realized. Okay, okay. I was thinking that too when I was listening to her episode. I was like, am I not Nana longer? (laughs) I think think so. But I just realized Ashley was on the bonus episode and I've known Ashley literally since I was born. Literally, So Ashley wins that part, but friendship-wise, not family-oriented. I think Bailey takes the cake. Yes. Because, okay, so we're going to start. We're just going. We're starting about our childhood because that's where I want to start. It's going to take a hard right turn because the intro will have said it. Bailey is studying bioethics. So we're going to go from like childhood stories to some interesting topics and I'm excited for it. Okay. All right. So childhood. We met in second grade, first grade. Well, when? Did we go to Colonel Wright together? We went to Colonel Wright together, our elementary school. And yeah. I don't remember, did we have, I think, I think we definitely had fourth grade together, but I don't think we had third grade together. I, I was just thinking, yeah. Mrs. Johnson in third grade. Do you remember who you had in third grade? It's okay. I feel like I had this lady that nobody liked. Probably. <laughs> and everyone liked Mrs. Johnson and everyone was like pumped to be in Mrs. Yeah. Johnson's class, but I was in the class that nobody liked. Okay, cool. But no, but I think my sister may have been. I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. I was just reminiscing about this, trying to think, okay, when, when did we meet? Like, yeah. what are our childhood? Like, what's our history? 
what are our special moments? Yeah. And good because I'm gonna figuring out the exact moment when we met was not something that I accomplished. No. Well, okay, because <laughs> I do remember very specifically, for some reason we weren't like good friends when we first met each other. I don't know what it was. I just remember there was this kind of like weird like because you went to St. Mary's and then you came to Colonel Wright. And so I think you were like friends with some people. And I don't know. There was just like a weird. It wasn't. It was not love at first sight, everybody. Just no. saying that. Unfortunate. And, and then I remember because fourth grade I had Mr. Way. I had Mr. Way. Then I think okay. it was fourth grade. I think it was fourth grade where we really started hanging out. Because, well, actually, that's a lie. Fourth grade is where we came into the same bubble, I would say. And then middle school is when took off running. Yeah, when we became like besties. Besties. Bailey has a twin sister, Carson. Hi, Carson. Hi, Carson. We miss you. <laughs> we love you. Aww. Watch, watch her not listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what she does. Just I do. <laughs> we actually have telepathy. Oh, yes. So I obviously know what she's doing all the time. Right. Even though you guys live across the country from each other. Yeah, even though we're on opposite corners. Yeah. Yeah, so so I was friends with you. And then Carson, I, like, for some reason, like, Carson didn't come into our friend group until, like, later. I don't know how that makes any sense because... Yeah, I feel like when we were younger, Carson, I don't know, like, we, Carson had a few different friends and I had a few different friends, but we were all kind of friends, but not in the same level Yeah. of friendship. We were all on different yeah. levels. Yeah. I then remember once we started hanging out more in middle school, we had our our group of friends you had like a halloween party or something at your yes. house and i feel like that really solidified everything for i feel like halloween parties in our friendship is like a major like point i literally wrote down on my notes halloween to remind me <laughs> of all of our halloween i put those in my notes i put halloween parties <laughs> maybe so we have telepathy <laughs> yeah sorry carson sorry carson i got a new twin yeah that's okay. Anyway, yeah, so middle school definitely took off. I also remember, so Bailey and I have a very special bond over Taylor Swift. Oh. And Carson. Yes. Yes, Carson loves Taylor Swift, yeah. too. No, Carson's I, yeah. right there with us. I remember we went to that Taylor Swift concert where we drew, where we made shirts. Yes. And you, I feel like you literally did. did all the work. I you wrote out every word yeah. to like four different songs on the front of a t-shirt i did and we did. wore them to the Taylor swift concert and then you made the back look like a football jersey yep with like the number and it said t swift it was like the cutest thing ever it just popped up in my memories my hand hurt so bad because i used <laughs> i used the the like glow paint yeah in the tiny oh, yeah. little bottles it glue in the dark it, yeah yeah so like we were at the concert yeah so like we chose, everyone chose their favorite Taylor Swift song. Oh, and by the way, it was Speak Now. I think it was a Speak Now concert. Speak Now. Yeah. Because yeah. we went to Speak Now and Red together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. We made shirts for Red, too. But those, those were way Carson, cool. Carson made them, and we didn't have to use our fingers. Our, our hands. <laughs> yeah. We did not get arthritis. Uh, yeah. Good work. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, so we chose our favorite song, and then I took the shirt. It was, like, a black shirt. You know what? I'm just going to post... I'm just going to post the picture. Oh, We're going to do a throwback picture. I'll put it yes. in the story so it's not uh, the world from Hannah and Bailey. Yes. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I, I wrote the entire length of the song. Who Like, my song was Enchanted. I think yours was like, you know, speaking of, whatever it was. Yeah, I think and the then parts. wrote it all out in glow paint. 
and then the back was like our favorite no- or like the number of the track or something right and uh, yeah and then when we went to red a couple years later Carson is an amazing graphic designer and in high school she like asked to use the printer or whatever the printer like the yeah. thing that puts yeah what's it called vinyl on <laughs> we need Carson shirts I know. I'm like, what are the words? What What are these terms? Printing press? No. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Screen print. Screen I printing. I think that's what it is. Screen printing? <gasps> Maybe. I think that's it. So yeah. Anyway, okay. Carson made cooler ones and everyone asked us where we got our shirts. And we we're like, huh, Carson made them. Can't get them anywhere else. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or really cool. That was also yeah, the first concert that I shot Shaw <laughs> I saw Ed Sheeran oh my god I forgot Ed Sheeran was like the opener yeah and he had like he was just out there just with his guitar he had the loop pedal thing and the loop pedal that yeah. was so sick that was so cool and because that was at the red concert was when he opened for her and he did his his intro what his intro he opened <laughs> and it was on the main stage and then they had they have the song together i'm blanking on the name at the moment everything has changed everything has changed and we Beautiful. were sitting like the back <laughs> of the venue like because it was at a stadium anyway so there was a baby stage toward the back and we were like oh my god why is there a baby stage this is so cool are they coming out and then that's where they sang their duet was at the baby stage in the very back so we got to be like right up next to him as they were singing yeah to both of them oh my god i just remember the pictures like that i was so elated yeah i was like oh my god it was like on your green digital camera that yeah used to have. oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> we're so with it <laughs> my little digital camera i jesus. mean how, what was that like 15 years ago or something let's not talk about that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll talk about how long how ago was it? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, we've been friends if fourth grade because we did that. How old like... are you in fourth grade <laughs> in America? Nine or ten? Okay, good math. Good. So ten. If we're twenty, so let's just say sixteen years because if Hang we're twenty-six up. and we were ten, right? Yeah. Okay, sixteen years. We've been friends sixteen years. Wow, that that's a, a long time. Oh my god, holy shit! <laughs> I mean, can we cuss on this? Yeah, all the time. Fuck yeah. Heck, I. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I do it all the time. But yes, okay, so that's that is Bailey and I's it escalated from not knowing each other to going to Taylor Swift concerts together. What else? What else childhood memories do we got? Yeah, but Halloween. So Bailey oh. is well her birthday is in exactly a week. Oh today. It is. Oh I just looked at the calendar. I'm not that cool. Running twenty six again. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. I never got why people wanted to stop counting their age like i didn't get it now i get it until you get closer to 30 yeah and you're like no (laughs) you're like actually i'm not aging anymore (laughs) you know i don't i don't mind it i don't know what it is i don't really care i guess i don't know i think it's maybe because i just feel like i'm not i haven't figured life out so i'm not an adult (laughs) yet you know yeah can't consider it is in a week yes everything's in a week where we, oh, but yeah, so you're oh, Halloween. Halloween. There we go. There we go. Tying it all back. So your birthday and Carson's birthday. Happy early birthday, Carson. Is <laughs> next, you know, it's in October. So you guys are big Halloween, October, fall babies. Yes. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Yeah. Um <laughs> and we used to throw these massive or my mom. My mom used to throw us these yeah. massive Halloween parties where she would have like one of her friends owned the funeral home. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so they <laughs> would literally bring a purse yep. in a coffin yep. and, and it would be at the party and people would get to go in the coffin and take pictures and we'd dress up, but it would be like very early October. Yes. So like, we'd be like dressed up doing full Halloween. Like everyone had to get their costumes early. Yep. So that we could have this party. But it was, I mean, it made us all proactive about Halloween. Yes. Remember people, order your costumes early. (laughs) It worked. But also, I don't know what it was, but I swear to God, half of our town was born in October. Like, okay. If you've listened to an episode of mine before, uh, we're from a small town. It's like, what? I think the population's like 13,000 people. One high school, one middle school. So you, once you hit middle school, you're with the same people until you graduate um, high school. So you meet everybody and like, you know, learn everything about them within mm-hmm. however, you know, seven years. And I swear to God, I think the first two weeks of October, there's somebody every single day that has a different birthday. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. So anyway, your birthday party was always just a was just a fun event because everyone was like, oh, my God, it's my birthday, too. And you're like, no, no, just <laughs> <laughs> no. How dare you celebrate your birthday on my birthday? <laughs> um, no, but it was it was like my sister and I and then somebody right bef- like the day before us, somebody the day after us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like three mark people over is nearby yeah mark was on the 10th it's the same birthday as my mom's mom's birthday, birthday. yeah seneca's it, is right in there yeah and then i'm it was like i don't know michaela's is in october yep. i think too yep seneca miranda mm-hmm. chase, chase mark <laughs> mr like richardson <laughs> from middle school <laughs> mr richardson kendall's is Kendall, hey, my mom. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, yes. So, but those were always really fun, and I think I, I, it made me like Halloween a lot. One of my favorite stories from Halloween too is when Yumi and CV all went trick or treating by ourselves, and we were (gasps) sophomores in high school. You guys, (laughs) sophomores. We dressed as boys. We dressed up as boys, and CV dressed up as a girl. Like for, we literally had no costumes, and we were like. We want to go trick-or-treating. Why are we being boring? And that's very unlike me, by the way. I, I'm a very cringe-worthy person, so I'm like, why, you know, that doesn't sound appealing to me. For some reason, I was just with it. And so... Yeah, we love trick-or-treating. Yeah. I also have a picture of that. Maybe I'll just post a bunch of throwbacks. Yeah, and see, we wore, like, a masquerade mask. Uh, yeah, like, because we were at my house, is what happened. And... <laughs> he like raided my mom's closet or something. <laughs> so we had like the skirt and then like I had like a mask from one of our homecoming dances or something. And so I anyway. Remember, I remember we took pictures of you and I like walking in the street from behind and yeah. people literally thought they were like some boys from our middle school. Yeah. No, I have that picture. I'll have to post it. It was our last minute costume. Yeah. We were like, we just can't look like ourselves. So we'll just switch mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. And it worked. It was very comfortable, honestly. Probably the most comfortable Halloween costume I've ever been in. And warm, because we were wearing, like, sweatshirts. Oh, my God, yes. I forget that that's, like, when I moved here, I was like, this is going to (laughs) sound stupid. But, uh, by the way, right now, it's September 27th, and it is currently 97 degrees outside. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. Anyway, so, like, nobody, like, everybody here for Halloween can just dress in whatever the fuck they want. They don't have to worry. They do not understand the difficulties that it is when you want to wear a cute skirt for your Halloween costume, but then you have to wear, 
gloves, a hat, and a trench coat because it's <laughs> 30 degrees outside. Fleece-lined they leggings. They don't get... Yes. No, honestly. <clears throat> yeah, but, they don't... You don't know the struggle. Wow. No. Seven degrees. Oh my God. Yeah, it's hot. We're in a heat wave right now, so... But. Oh, it's currently 63 degrees in Albany, New York. Oh, that's nice. I'm excited to come visit you and and get some cooler weather. Yeah, so for everyone who doesn't know, because they, they wouldn't, Bailey lives in New York, in Albany, not, yes. not NYCC. Mm-hmm. Um, she moved there. When did you move there? Let me just ask you I, questions. Uh, four years ago, I think I moved. Oh four God. years. I'm going with. I know. how. Jesus. Where has the time gone? Where has it gone? So, yeah, I let's start from the beginning because I want to talk about your story a little bit and how you found, how you wanted to do bioethics. Yep. I wrote it down. That's so I don't the forget. word. Everyone always asks me, you know, like uh, close friends, family friends or whatever, when they're like, oh, what, are, what is the gang doing nowadays and stuff? And, okay. you know, I just rattle off everybody. And I'm like, Bailey, Bailey's smart. She's this. Uh, <laughs> she she's this. She goes to school still. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't remember what it is. She's still in school. I know that for sure. <laughs> um, but you. <clears throat> We graduated high school. I went off to good old Oregon State with Carson, where we were. <laughs> but Bailey went to Pacific University yes. in Oregon. I was like the only one in our friend group who didn't go to OSU. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I was like, ah. So I would come up. And I think I was visiting like once a month. Yeah. I, we had so many people come and visit us. It was kind of fun. It was really cool. Yeah. Our house. It was fun. Not Carson didn't live there, but Carson came no. over all the time. But the house that I've talked about in a couple of episodes, um, everyone, it's, it was such a big house that we were like, yep, you're coming on Saturday. Cool. See you then. And everyone would just hang out. It was a great time. Um, Speaking of that house and of Halloween parties. Oh, my <laughs> God. What a tie-in, Bailey. I know. You're so good at this. You should host this. Beautiful. Oh, you want me to host? Mm-hmm. Hi. Mm-hmm. My name's Hannah and John. <laughs> and this is... Before they're verifying. It's oh, great. I'm going to take that snip and I'm going to put it at the very, very beginning. <laughs> the intro. Surprise, it's me, bitch. <laughs> Surprise, um, bitch. <laughs> yes. So we had a Halloween party in college. We call it Halloween 2K15 because it sounds uh-huh. ominous because it was. It was. <laughs> we invited everybody and their dog to our house. Accurate. I would just like to say, as a person, and I feel like Bailey can attest to this too, as a person yeah. growing up in a small town where we did not have parties. No. Actually, well, we didn't. Bailey well, and I did not. We did <laughs> Other people probably had parties. We weren't participating We in were not them. included. And not in no. a rude way. But we that were... That just wasn't our friend group. Correct. Our friend group was more like movie nights, you know, game nights, things like that. Yeah. We just and our our high school was pretty welcoming. It wasn't like cliques hated each other or anything, but at the same time, it wasn't like we commingled outside of school. It wasn't like there was a massive party every Saturday night and you would go out. But again, other people probably did. We just weren't there and did not know. That about wasn't us. <laughs> nope. Did not did not know. Did not attend. We were not informed. So what I was going to say though is. It is very unlike me to throw a rager. (laughs) That's exactly what happened in college. 
I think there were probably a hundred people in our house at one point. Alcohol. Yeah. Sorry, mom, close your ears. Drugs were somewhere in our bathroom. It was on, not by us, by the way. We did not condone this. We were just like, hey, there's we're going to have a Halloween party at our house. Not expecting anybody to show up. But because we had so many people living in our house, it was like a spider web of word, you know, word of mouth. Yeah. Got out. Oh, my God. There were so many people there. There was one point where we literally had to pretend that the cops were there to get people to leave our house. I remember that. You came around and told, like, the core group of friends, like, (laughs) that wanted to stay. And and everybody told, like, their tiny, like, to keep it small. We're going to say that the cops have arrived and that everybody has to get out. But that's not true. (laughs) Just stay put. And I was like, okay. Don't worry. You don't need to hide in the basement. I was like, all right. I was in the basement too. I was, I was, uh, and I did wait. I waited down there and I was like, and then it was just, everyone was gone. And I was like, wow, that was literally magic. I mean, I don't know if it worked as well as we thought it did, but I think it just happened to be the time where people were starting to leave. It was late and we were like, we just want to hang out with our good friends. We want to play some beer pong. We want to just chill out. I remember Kara went upstairs and literally changed into her pajamas. And she's like, maybe if I change, people will realize like oh this is someone's house like we would like to go to bed at a decent hour yeah that was so (laughs) she's just walking around the party in her pajamas (laughs) oh it's a great story it was a great time honestly yes and you ruled the beer pong table i always ruled the beer pong. yeah you were the beer pong master i have taught seriously so many people the ways of beer pong and i think that's like surprising if a lot of people who listen to this episode from our childhood again they'll be like wait a second hold on hannah hinshaw the distinguished young woman of 2014 (laughs) threw a rager halloween party where she dominated at beer pong (laughs) i don't believe you that's wasn't her that's not happening that's not happening but i have witnesses everybody it's a different hannah hinshaw i know (laughs) (laughs) my twin okay so anyway bailey went to pacific not oregon state but she would come and hang out with us yes you went to undergrad there for four years right yep and Mm -hmm. what did you study in your undergrad i studied oh my god i changed my major like eight times but i ended up with i was a double major in philosophy with an emphasis in ethics and then i also majored in psychology and then i got a minor in spanish Right. I remember the Spanish, which, which I is thought was cool. utterly useless to me. Oh, well, rip my Spanish skills. That's <laughs> like, the one oh, I really wish I could I could speak Spanish for. Yeah, that'd be nice. Sure. But yeah. OK. F- OK. But there's okay. philosophy, philosophy and then psychology, which I yep. know are two completely different things, but I always get them confused because they sound so similar. But philosophy yes. is like Aristotle oh. in the world of, you know, teaching you about metaphors and how things apply later in life right philosophy is like the study of i don't know yeah well you think i would know what this is i should have googled this before we came (laughs) up what is philosophy the study of knowledge well that depends because there's so many fields in philosophy yeah but then you also studied psychology psychology which is is like like the human like Brain, brain functioning, neuroscience. Why people do what they do for the reasons. Yeah, that they do. like counts, ca- ca- even like a touch of a counseling and yes, behavioral analysis kind of stuff. Yeah. Love it, 
Love it. Okay. And I was focused in college in both psychology and philosophy on environmental. So I was doing environmental psychology and environmental ethics. Yes. I was super into the environment. Still am. Yes. I wrote my theses on the environment and everything. It was beautiful. And then my senior year, second, last semester, I took a medical ethics class just Mm. for fun. Mm. I didn't even need like the credit. I was just taking it for funsies. And what a... What a funsies class to take. <laughs> well, we all have our interests. <laughs> That's what this podcast is. <laughs> hey, whoa. Um, yeah, so I took this class and I loved it and I learned so many things, like mm-hmm. so many things. And then I found out that the medical ethics is an entire subspecies of philosophy and Psychology? a career. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what? It's called bioethics. And I was like, no way. I was like, I have never heard of this. Uh And it was sick. And it was like, you got to do real life ethics. So they call it, they call it applied ethics. Wonderful. um, Where you get to do like ethics in real life. And you are like actively, instead of like teaching it or like philosophizing about just thinking about it, Mm -hmm. you're like putting it to practice, to use. Love it. And I was like, that's sick. So you mean that I could actually do this as a career because when you study philosophy, you're like, hmm, what do you do right. <laughs> with this? And mostly it's like you become a professor gotcha, of some sort or like a, a researcher okay, okay, or lawyer. That was the top one, too. I do remember Lots you of- were talking about that at one point, right? Yes, I was thinking about law school. I was pre-law mm-hmm. for like a minute. <laughs> but that's cool to say. I was pre-law for a minute. Just I was pre-law long. for a minute. And then I learned about the LSAT and I said, no, <laughs> I'm not taking that. <laughs> you couldn't pay me money to take that. The test. whole, the lawyer part doesn't scare you. It's the LSAT. <laughs> Precisely. It's the test. Oh, God. Yes. And I honestly, I didn't want to go to grad school at all for like the reasons of having to take all these tests. And honestly, school was like hard and i did well but it was like i'm not one of those people where school comes easily and i had to like work really hard to get good grades and so the idea of like doing more school after undergrad was like i was like no i was Mm -hmm. like no thanks i'm good without that and now i'm in a phd program yeah (laughs) Woo! now you've got your master's and yeah now you're about to get your phd which so after you get your phd do i get to call you dr cordell I suppose. Yes. I'm going to do it. I mean, you could theoretically call me Dr. It's appropriate. Cordell. It's, it's fine. Though I am so. not a doctor of medicine, I will be a doctor of philosophy, which is cooler. So much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so cool. So cool. Um, okay, what was I going to say, though? Series of events. Okay, so I took that class. Yeah. Oh, yes. Back on track. And then I learned about bioethics, and I was like, this is sick as fuck. Let's do it can we do that and so then i found a one-year program for a master's degree in bioethics that was mostly online and i was like this is awesome and then i found out that you didn't have to take the graduate school exam the gre okay and i was like even better no test even better so then i was like i might as well apply let's see and so i applied the last month of my senior year of college. So like I applied in May, mm-hmm. I graduated, I got in in June and then it started in July. And you moved, that's when you moved to mm-hmm. New York. That's when I moved to New York. The program was mostly online, 
but I needed to live somewhere. And what better excuse to move across the country than for school? So I moved and I just lived down the block from my school. Not that I went very often. And she she did schooling. She just didn't physically need to go to the school. Yes. Yes. (laughs) My classes were online. Mostly. (laughs) Um, I hated school. I I moved across the country and I hated go. (laughs) I I mean, I didn't love love anything. Actually, my master's program, of all the schooling I've done, my master's program was pretty sick. Okay. I really liked it. But it was probably because it was so specific. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You finally had a direction that you were like, oh, I know what the fuck I'm doing. This makes sense to me. There's an answer. I mean, there's not really an answer, but in ethics. But there's an easier answer to find probably right it's just so like so many people don't figure out like what they want to do in life and it takes a long time and that's just kind of like normal but I'm just so lucky that I actually did find something that like called to me yeah and that I actually enjoy like doing because I don't want to you know no one wants to work a job that they hate all the time right I mean and I was going to ask you too because I realized when we both went to college, when you go to college from high school and you have close friends in high school and you're not at the same college, you kind of like, you're like, what are you doing? Not in like a, <laughs> that sounded rude. <laughs> not like, what, what are you doing? What are but you like, doing? I don't know what you're up to, Bailey, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Whereas like Carson and I were there. So at the same college. So we were like seeing each other and, you know, getting coffee and she was, I knew what she was studying and stuff. But because right. I wasn't like near you all the time and I had been next to you in school for my entire life, pretty much. I don't ever really remember the turning point of when you decided that. It was like one second. I was like, I don't know what Bailey's studying. And then the next second, I'm like, oh, she's going to be a bioethicist. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I didn't know either. Yes. yes. (laughs) But I didn't know. It happened very quickly. I wanted to ask you because when we were growing up, speaking of Taylor Swift and music, you have a lot of other interests too. So I want to yes. get, I know you said like you didn't know what you wanted to do, but I'm curious of like when you went to college, when you applied to Pacific, what was in, did you have any idea of like what you wanted to do? Cause I know you're really into, like you said, the environment, you're into music, you're a beautiful singer and you can play the guitar. You Thank are you. a skier. Like you have so many interests. So where was that? What did you do when you went to Pacific? gosh when I okay well first I was just undeclared or like a business major like everybody is when they enter undergraduate school (laughs) I just genuinely like didn't know what I wanted to do like at all and like little advice to everybody else don't go to a private school you don't know what you want to do (laughs) you can save money go to community college (sighs) um and do your prereqs and figure it out then Mm -hmm. but I you know college is like the thing that everyone was doing and I knew I wanted to go. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. When I was little, I was like, I'm going to be a singer-songwriter like mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And I loved writing songs, and that was fun. And I like playing guitar still. Because you're still, you're still a great writer as well. Just like... Thank you. <laughs> normal yeah, writing, I, not just songs. I enjoyed it, but it's just, yeah, it was fleeting. Yeah. We'll say that. Yeah. It was fun, but it was... I, I feel like I'd be like the type of person who is in like... Like a garage band that plays at the local bar like once a month, like with their one original song, like maybe that could be me in my future. And then so I just started with I have no idea. And I bounced 
majors like literally eight times. Like I think I declared as a business major because they like made me declare something. Yeah. I took stupid. one economics class. Oh. Almost failed. I failed economics, so we're on the same page there. I I mean the only thing that saved my life, Hannah, was the curve. Bless the, the curve. curve, everybody. Yes, the curve, the curve um, is I would quite nice sometimes. Failed. I had a fifty-three percent test average. I did. I did pass fail in my econ two hundred one, and I failed it, so it didn't affect my GPA. But I didn't get a credit class. for it. But I didn't need no. it after a while because I switched majors. So. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. Nope. Econ was like no, and then I took statistics, and I was like, fuck this. And so, but okay, <laughs> but right there, where why? Was there like you were in choir there, right? Mm-hmm. So what made you go down this more businessy route? It just sounded interesting, I guess. No, oh. it didn't sound interesting. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. You're a very creative. You're a writer, a singer, like <laughs> athlete. You know, loves nature, but then you go into business, econ, and statistics. <laughs> I I think that some of those classes were just required to okay. graduate. They were just like prerequisites. Mm -hmm. So I think I would, I had to take some business class, some math class and. That makes sense. By the time I took statistics, I was a minor in psychology. So I was like, I needed it for psychology. So I chose that as my math because of psychology. But I don't know. I just took a myriad of things. I took an intro to psych class when I first got there. I took a philosophy class. I took those stupid business classes (laughs) and I was in choir um, but I just didn't like music enough. Mm-hmm. So like everyone is so intense. Yeah. Respectfully. No, yeah. they were passionate about it. Yeah, passionate. And I was not. Yeah. They had fun. And then I, after taking my philosophy class, well, I had already taken a philosophy class in high school through the community college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which made me want to take another one. Um, it was super fun class. And when I did take this, the next one, I was like, wow, this is awesome. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to be philosophy minor, like at least. And then I, at one point I was criminal justice and pre-law and then political science. Mm -hmm. I do remember Psychology. And then I finally declared my major as philosophy. And I was like, screw it. Like this is the only classes I really enjoyed were my ethics classes and environmental ethics, animal ethics. And I was like, this is sick. Like, let's just do it, you know? And then I realized that my philosophy degree, like, was so short, it credits-wise, oh, I that I could graduate a whole year early. Yes. And I was like, I don't want to. I want to have my senior year, blah, blah, blah. And so I... I didn't realize that was a psychology why. minor. And so I just double majored in psychology and finished out my psychology degree, too. Right, 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 right. And it was pretty easy because some of the classes go together. That makes and sense. I had already done a bunch of it because I was a psychology minor. And then the, this whole time I was also doing Spanish as a minor underneath because I had this like dream that I would teach skiing yes, in Portillo, Chile. Yes. And I needed to be bilingual um, right. to go. I mean, it's a good <laughs> Naturally, I studied Spanish. Um, yeah. 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 Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so bad at it. Like yeah. there was a point where I was studying Spanish and I just like plateaued. Like I did not... <laughs> obtain new information like it just i couldn't keep gathering and i it, my grades are just getting worse and worse and i was oh, like no. thank god like this is just a minor there are yeah. very few requirements like right and i made it through but that's probably why i don't remember any yeah or most 
but what a life lesson, like you said, of literally attempting eight different majors until you found something. Like you said, you know, maybe not the most like effective way to find that out at a private school situation, but we all have those times in our life, I think, you know, of figuring out what we want to do and uh, trying new things. And I mean, I feel like it's also a good point. Like you were like, you wanted to teach skiing in, in Chile. So you're like, well, I need to learn Spanish. At, yeah. at the time in your life, that made sense. That is what yeah. you wanted to do. So there's no regrets with that, I would assume. Oh, no. Yeah. So. I mean, if I wish I could have retained some of it because it's right. so valuable to speak a second language, especially Spanish in our yeah. country. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I can read it pretty well. Like I saw somebody posted in Spanish and I was able to decipher that entire thing. And I'm like, nice work, Bail. Yeah. Good work, Bailey. Yes. Oh, okay. So then you went, you moved to New York. I moved to New York. To Schenectady, right? To Schenectady, New York, yes. Did not know Anybody. what I was getting into. Anything. It was just me and my dog mm. and a couple suitcases. And we flew over. Yeah. And apparently Schenectady is not a very nice town. <laughs> Found okay. that out. Found that um, out. I loved where I lived. I was like two blocks away from this beer garden. Besties right next to with school. The, yeah, right next to school, right next to a couple bars that are really like I frequented like I made I had roommates that were like because it was kind of the dorm style apartment that I moved into right and I made friends with my roommates and I made friends with their friends and like that's how I established like a family over here yeah thank god I don't know yeah met some made some friends at the bar next to my apartment you know and things just grew from there and when I graduated from my master's in my head I had that I would just move there for a year and then probably move back right I did not (laughs) (laughs) I stayed trying to figure out like what my next step was because I was under the impression that I could reach my career goal with just my master's and that was inaccurate (laughs) (laughs) I could not do that and that took me a while to like swallow that pill because right, I remember that I basically realized that I would need a PhD yeah. to get to the point in my career that I wanted to be. And I was like, Fuck. that's kind of the universe is kind of rude in some ways because you didn't want to take a test. And now you're doing like four more years of college. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I if you would have asked me in grad school, if I wanted, I mean, well, if you would have asked me in undergrad, if I want to go to grad school, I would have told you, fuck no. Right. Now I did my master's program and now I'm in my second year, my PhD. Right. And I'm not saying that I love every second of it, but I'm here. But you're excited <laughs> of where you're going with yes. it. Yes. The goal the point. is worth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And okay. So you wrote this down for me because I am mm-hmm. stupid. Just kidding. I'm smart It's just a very voice. niche field. It is. Okay, so you're going to be, <laughs> your goal is to become a clinical ethics consultant? Yes. That's what you said? Okay. So you said, so you're, right now you're in your second year of your PhD, and then, True. and you're, you have like, it's three or four. Why, why is there an or there? What does that mean? <laughs> yes. Okay. So my PhD program is in philosophy and a normal PhD program in my field takes like a minimum of four years and they say minimum because 
um, you have to write a dissertation, which is essentially like a book of research, like literally like a hundred pages of your own research. Okay. And you don't know how long it's going to take to finish oh. it. They, there's like not like a timeline or frame, time okay. frame. I think they give you like eight years or t- maybe 10. I know somebody who's in their 10th year. Oh my God. And I was like, that could not be me. You're like, that's not <laughs> happening. That I refuse. No. I refuse. Okay. So if you are like really on top of your shit and or come in with like some transfer credits, you can get done in four years, but it's not likely. Right. Okay. So I'm, I tell people that my program is like four or five years gotcha. because realistically it'll probably take me five years just because that's what everyone else is telling me, honestly. But, but I'm hoping to get it done as quickly as possible because I don't love being in school. <laughs> right. Right. Who, who would for that long, honestly? Yeah. Because you are taking classes, but like a PhD program, I mean, for philosophy, it's obviously dependent what like subject you're doing, but you're taking classes. But then is it more so like, like the class is kind of like, this is the general idea. And now you have a project like, is it it's probably, you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to ask you? Yeah. So it's just like undergrad in the respect that there are requirements I have to fulfill in certain classes I have to take. And okay. because philosophy is such a broad field, yeah. so I, my, I specialize in bioethics, which is just a teeny tiny little part of philosophy. Teeny, teeny, <laughs> tiny. And there is so much else. And because of that, I have to take a lot of classes in a lot of different things. Okay. And okay. I haven't taken a single bioethics class. Oh, my God. They haven't even offered one, to be honest. And but you um, need the PhD to get to become a consultant. Yeah, even though it's not in bioethics. Yeah, interesting so, concept. America. Yeah, okay. the interesting part about becoming a bioethicist is you don't actually you don't even need to be a philosopher per se. Mm-hmm. You can come into the career with as a lawyer, mm-hmm. as a doctor, as a nurse, gotcha. as a philosopher. So you could, you don't have to get a PhD. Like I could have gotten my JD or my MD, or I could have gotten like my master's of nursing or my doctorate of social work or psychology even, but it's really what you do with it after. Um, But for me, I know exactly what I want to do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to focus my studies into bioethics, but they don't, there's not very many programs out there that are like PhD bioethics bioethics gotcha i you know like you have to just do philosophy and then you do like your research in bioethics Mm so when i get to my dissertation oh yeah that's what i was gonna ask your dissertation will be focused on that yeah when i get to my dissertation it'll be all bioethics nothing but bioethics um and so i really only have like two two and a half years of traditional classes classes, and then the rest of my time is doing my research two and a half years more or like you're almost like you have basically another year of traditional classes and then you'll be on to your stuff yeah so i just started my second year right. this whole year is just normal classes and okay. then i'll have at least another semester of normal classes okay. but i'm trying to get some transfers credit transferred so, so we'll see how that goes so it depends but right now yeah i have at least a whole year and then i also have to take this like massive test Bailey. Which... <laughs> I didn't have to, fun fact, did not have to take the graduate school exam to get into my PhD program either. Okay. Okay. Somehow I avoided it both times. Okay. Well, I've been... good job, I guess. <laughs> I'm just and I got in. Up. 
both times without this test. I, yeah, most people have to take it each time they go into grad school and I didn't have to take it at all. You're beating the system and I love it. Yeah, I am. That's good. I am. That's truly. Good. Okay. So mm-hmm. then when you finish your dissertation and you get a job, why, what pulls you toward that kind of a job? Why do you want to be in that field? What inspires you to be a consultant for ethics in healthcare and things? Yeah. Um, let me, okay. Let me start by saying a little bit about what it is. <laughs> Thank you. Because um, so, you, you had it right, but I feel like no one knows what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so a clinical ethics consultant is an, a bioethicist that works in an ethics department in a major hospital. Mm-hmm. So not all hospitals have them, only like the really big ones. And there'll be like a group of bioethicists that are considered consultants, clinical ethics consultants, who are called upon when there is like a hard case to be solved regarding um, a patient's care. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of like end of life issues, organ transplants, decisions for minors, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And anyone can like ask for consultation. So it could be the patient, the nurse, a doctor, a family member. Oh, okay. Like anyone can be like, hey, can you guys come through? And essentially we'll talk to them and hear the case and then give our recommendation of what the right thing to do from an ethical standpoint is. Yes, yes. And a lot of the times it's like family members and the patients disagree on treatment like especially at the end of life like some people are like I just don't want to do this like Mm -hmm. I just want to like let me go peacefully and family members have a hard time like accepting that and then they they want to refute that and be like oh like he can't make this decision like for himself like he he's depressed or I don't know blah blah anyway so there's a lot of like yeah who can make the decisions and what's the right decision and it's a lot yeah. So it's just like hard decision making, but I don't actually make decisions. I just give recommendations. Which that that's probably a little bit easier on your mental state as well, I would think. Yes. You know, and so then when I, I don't know, the, what I like about this is I just feel like our health system works poorly and a lot of people get fucked over. Mm-hmm. And I like that I I get to be there and step in and like try to make sure that people are getting treated the way that they deserve to be treated, especially when it literally comes to their health right. like in their life. Right. And some doctors can be like demanding, like there's like a lot of malpractice and mm-hmm. um, some people like simply just have different thoughts and feelings regarding their health care, like people who like holistic medicine. Like, just because they're choosing a holistic method over a more common scientific method doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they don't have the right to choose that kind of stuff. So it's really just like, I, I like the idea of like standing up for people and making sure that everybody gets what they want. Yeah. And that everybody is healthy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that description. Nice. That's a good way to describe it because I feel like whenever I would think about it, I would just, I would actually think about it like you're the one making the decision, but you're mm-hmm. just the person, you're the kind of like the, the middle, middleman just putting everything out there for everybody to have all of the information necessary to make the correct decision or not. Exactly. I mean, they might not make the correct decision decision based on ethics but they would make the decision with having everything to contemplate versus just blindly you know right I come in with all this knowledge that they don't have or that they they might have in the back of their brain but they don't really necessarily know what it is what it's called or how it applies Mm -hmm. 
and I'll come out and say like, this is, well, this is what it seems like is going on to me. And, you know, according to all of this, like research and literature, like mm -hmm. most people think that this is like what, how we should treat the situation. You're and a walking library. Kind of. Love it. I don't know. And well, then, and also, that's what you're focusing on versus a nurse or a doctor or a parent or a loved one who's focusing on their job, but also fo like their their battery might be low because they've been, you know, doing three twelves in a row or, you know, they're they lost their you know, they're losing their son or whatever, and their mental yeah. state is drained. So being that, you know, that kind of grounding feature of going into a situation and being able to give the facts in a calm, collected way is probably helpful, too. Yeah, an impartial, yes, like, judger of the situation is, like, so hard to come by like yeah. you said in situations like that when like someone someone might be dying and like family members are grieving and the nurses are overworked and the doctors have too many patients it's just um it's hard i feel like people can get pushed to the sideline and people have there are mis a lot of mistakes in medicine yeah that shouldn't be happening mm -hmm. yeah. and that's kind of it's tough to see i see it every day in my job like yeah i don't know people just don't get treated the way that we think we ought to be treated in healthcare, mm -hmm. and that is just another reason why i want to help i love because, it yeah i love it that's the goal and it's like Makes meaningful sense. you know it's going to make me feel good about what i'm doing and i just love ethics and i i want i like doing good and like the right thing and making just decisions mm -hmm. um and this will be something that I definitely see like a difference. Like I'll make a difference in somebody's life. Yeah. And that's exciting. Even though you had to go through 10 years of school, you'll yeah. be happy at the end of it. And there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you'll be Even so though I'll be good at it. over 30 when I No, you're going to be 26. Remember? Yeah. 26 again. And again. again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy for you and excited. <clears throat> yeah. I'll be more excited when I get there. <laughs> Once you get your PhD, I'm going to edit the title of this podcast episode to say Dr. Bailey Corundo. PhD, nice. whatever. Whatever stuff that goes next to your name, I'm going to edit it to have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Beautiful. So, That'll be in a while. If I'm Do you know what's even worse, still doing Tamara? this podcast. Hmm. What's worse? When I finish school, I also have to do a fellowship. Oh, right. For two years? Yeah. Do you get, but that's like a job, that's like a training job. Yeah. But that's a long time. I mean, granted, it's good to know that that kind of a job requires that much training. Training. Yeah. Cause those are big, that's a lot of stuff you got to know and be aware of. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. That's fair. Not, not everybody has to do a fellowship, but it's like really hard to get into the field without it, I guess. Yeah. So. And was this what you were talking about, how there's, like, fellowships in New York, and that's kind of why you were, like, still thinking about just kind of staying, not staying over there indefinitely necessarily, but, like, you're like, oh, a lot of what I need is still over here. So when yeah. you were in that middle ground of trying to figure out what to do, if you were just going to stay over there, move back home, or go to Oregon or Washington or whatever, you were like, oh, I think this is just where I need to be. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot more opportunities in bioethics over here, and there's, like, next to none in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So, yeah. But my dream fellowship would be in Nashville. Nashville. How fun would that be? Yes. <laughs> Meant for go. me. Country music. Yeah. Somewhere a little warmer. 
um, just, just for a little while. Yeah. Just like a fun couple of years. Yeah. And then after that, coming back to Pacific Northwest would be great, but yeah. I will take any job that I get. Yeah. 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 You're like, I went through <laughs> enough of this schooling. I better freaking get a job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'll be really yes. cool. I'm excited for you. Yay. Uh, okay. Wonderful. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? I'm ready. Bring okay. It. Okay. One country you'd like to visit? That I haven't already been to? Yeah, let's say that. Uh, Iceland. Iceland. Mm, that's given. Okay. Your favorite ice cream flavor or ice cream concoction? Um, Anything with chocolate and peanut butter in it. Mm, yes. Reese's peanut butter cups? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Anna knows this well. I know this well. Okay. <laughs> this one's very specific to me and Bailey growing up. But your favorite Disney Channel show when we were younger... Ooh, uh, Hannah Montana. Okay, good. Fun fact, <laughs> fun fact. Bailey and I watched the series finale of Hannah Montana together when it came out, like, our senior year of high school. It was very, like, connected <laughs> because they were graduating high school in the show when Bailey and I were graduating high, graduating high school in real life. And we grew up with, I will say it, and I will stand by this, the best generation of Disney Channel that has ever existed, Facts. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Wizards mm. of Waverly Place, um, Gomez. even Stevens, uh, nice. yes, Hannah Montana, all of that. That's so Phineas and Ferb. Phineas Does that oh, count? Yeah, well, I mean, that's <laughs> I've spent way too much of my life watching Phineas and Ferb, so it better count. <laughs> okay, but anyway. Yes, Great. Hannah Montana, that Hannah was Montana. an emotional episode. And can we talk about how we were literally seniors in high school? Like, why are we still watching it? No, That's exactly. That's my weren't. point was like, we shouldn't have been watching it. But because it like paired up 100% with our life, it, we yeah. had to watch it. Had to. And my name is Hannah, obviously. So it was I was even more connected to the show. Okay, so Hannah Montana was your answer. <laughs> Next question. Hey, Montana. Okay, I'm just going to say this one because I want you to brag a little bit about it. But your favorite place you've ever skied. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Purgatory. Colorado. That's the resort name. The snow in Colorado is magnificent. Mm. Butter. So nice. So good. Colorado is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And love Colorado. Would go back. Yes. Um, fun fact for everybody Bailey, and, well, Bailey's dad was the ski coach in high school. And Bailey and Carson have been skiing since they were wee little tiny ones. And humans. Bailey took me up to teach me how to ski, and I sucked at it. <laughs> Not one of my passions, let's just say. We tried. We tried. You know, I think it's definitely partially because of gymnastics. My muscle memory for my body was so influenced by gymnastics that it just, me having my feet right, like parallel with each other, doesn't make sense to me because in yeah. gymnastics, there's always, my right foot always has to be in front of my left foot. So anyway. Stuff happens. Yes. Big ski family. We love to ski. Yes. Yes. You guys are so freaking good at it. So yeah, you guys go skiing all the time. I need to try again. Maybe, maybe I'll try again. <clears throat> yeah. Try again. Okay. Last question. Okay. Kind of sentimental, fun to oh. end on. What's something you would tell your younger self? What is something I would tell my younger self? How young? Does it matter? Let's say, let's say middle school. I feel like that's a very important time for children. <laughs> um, don't care about what other people think of you and just be yourself. 
I feel like I was kind of myself, though. Yeah, no, you definitely were. I I was just lucky to have a group of friends that we were all so close that I could be myself. Yeah. Keep being Don't be so nice. Be less nice. God, you should have... I mean, you probably did tell me to be less nice. Everyone told me to be less (laughs) nice. What am I saying? I just didn't listen to anybody. Oh, God. (laughs) Be nice in the adequate amount of being nice, everybody. But don't be nice for people to walk over. All over you. Yeah. No. Yeah. I love it. It's okay not to like people. And for people not to like you. Yeah. That one's hard for me. I want everybody to like me. Yeah, me too. It's like a people-pleasing thing, Mm -hmm. like, brings anxiety. Which, it's all tied into what you're passionate about and what you, like, being yourself in middle school and high school. Because then you're conforming to everybody else because you just want them to like you. When in reality, if you were just yourself and you didn't care about what other people think then you would be a much happier person and probably find the things you want to do in your life sooner because you're not doing what other people like to do. Yeah. Great point. It's hard. That's great point. It's the yeah. hardest thing. I don't know how many middle schoolers are going to be listening to this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> everybody send them to your younger Yes. Your middle younger schoolers, siblings. listen up. Yeah. Hear me, hear me. Be yourself. High school be less nice. And middle schoolers scare me. That's oh. all. Yeah, middle schoolers are like a different. They're so different now. Yeah, I don't think they're watching Hannah Montana. Let's just say that. (laughs) No, but they (laughs) get Disney Plus and watch Hannah Montana. Love that. Love all of it. You know, when I was preparing for this, I was trying to think of like some of our core memories, right? And obviously, Halloween came up. But do you know what else came up? Mm, mm, The mm. time we almost saw Bigfoot, or the time we (gasps) thought we saw Bigfoot. Yo, guys. Okay. 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 I, that is not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to talk no. about all of our, like, Just Dance nights and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, that naturally. But the time we saw Bigfoot, Hannah. Okay. Or memory. Carson was asleep. So yes. she was not involved in this. But she was there. I just want to put that out there. Who was driving? Was it you? Was it me? I don't know. I think it was you. I think it was your car. Because, okay. For the listeners. Sorry. We Hello, listeners. went to a concert in Portland area salem somewhere somewhere that was like two hours away from where we lived so we were driving to the concert saw the concert and we were driving home because as you do in a small town that's just all there is to do so you just go down and back in one night (laughs) and it was very late very late at night that we were driving home, like midnight and we live in the columbia river gorge well lived that's our hometown columbia river gorge it is beautiful area But because it's like a national scenic area, they keep it really well-preserved and contained and stuff. So there are no lights anywhere. Mm. Like, perfect place to see stars. But the main highway that you drive on, you can't see jack shit. It is (laughs) pitch black. Like, literally the second you enter the gorge from Portland, it is like, like you're in space or something. It's so dark. So very dark. Bailey, if you want to take it away. <laughs> okay, so we were driving and we were in we were just driving down. So the river's on one side mm-hmm. and we there's like kind of like cliffs on one mm-hmm. on the other because there's like a lot of waterfalls and stuff in the gorge. And we like out of nowhere oh my God. it we see this figure that looks like a massive man, like yeah. all black, yeah, walk across from the river to the other side like b- b- across both lanes of traffic over the median mm-hmm. to the other side with the cliffs 
And it looked like he took like all of like four steps. Yeah. It was and like we a like, vampire what? almost. Yeah. It was like he was moving so fast, but he only took like four steps. Yeah. And there wasn't like there was another car in front of us. They mm-hmm. were like far. They were kind of far away. Mm-hmm. But we were going like 80 miles per hour. We, yeah. Because. Yeah. And we had crossed the road just after he got just after Bigfoot <laughs> got on the other side next to the cliffs. But the. But between like the railing and the cliff, there was like no no space, no room, no yeah. And we, and we look over and all we see is black. There's nobody darkness. There. And we we're like, was that Bigfoot? Yeah. We we're both. Like, oh my god, we just saw Bigfoot. And it wasn't even like it wasn't even like Bailey was driving and she saw it, and I was like looking off in the distance. It was like we both had the same exact reaction of like we saw exactly what Bailey described. And then we both looked at each other, freaked out, and swore we saw Bigfoot. Yeah. I've never like, believed in stuff like that before. But that day, I was just like, I don't know what else that was. Right. I mean, what else? It did kind of look like he was carrying something. Like a backpack? It could have been like a tackle box. We tried. Yeah. We were trying to rationalize it. It could have been a tackle box. Maybe it was a fisher. But the, it was huge. And he walked just like Bigfoot walked. <laughs> and he took like four steps across this like, highway. And we didn't hit him. We didn't slow down. Like, no. And See, Bailey's like, I didn't slow down. <laughs> and I'm like, who, who is fishing at midnight? Right, right. And crossing into this area that has nothing. Yeah, the out. other side was weird. Yeah, because I was like, where? There's no cars over there. Like, there's no parking. Yeah. It, it's like there's no road. There's there no nothing. road. It's like just literally cliffs, trees, like maybe a pond or whatever that's yeah. over there. Like that was weird, man. And I remember us coming home and like Carson was in the back seat. We were freaking out. She's like, "What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> we just saw Bigfoot." <laughs> she was not. No, I tell my friends that story all the time. That, that wasn't Bigfoot. I was like, "Yeah, I think it was." It's the closest we've ever seen to Bigfoot. So I believe. I'm I know. A there we go. We can just say we saw Bigfoot. It'll be great. Yeah, now we're gonna I'm be in one of those like National Geographic documentaries where we're being interviewed and like our name. Yeah, we should we should have called the Finding Bigfoot people. Oh, we should have about our sighting, but we didn't have anything on camera. No, it was just it's it's still that was wild in our brains. So that woke me up. Oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were tired, so our eyes might have been a little (laughs) off. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we definitely saw Bigfoot. That was a fun time. Yeah, that's like a core memory. That's one of like the first memory when I think about you is. Oh, really? I'm not kidding. <laughs> What's the first memory I think about when I think of you? <laughs> I do love our memories too in um, in my van in high school. You know. Oh yeah, doing all of our stuff that van. Do you know what else came up? Mm-hmm. This isn't a memory because I wasn't there, but you were coming to me. Oh Remember my when- god! <laughs> you know what I'm when I almost crashed the car. Oh, boy. Yeah, you almost crashed your van on the way to Not the van. Concert. It wasn't the van. It was the Explorer. It wasn't the van? Oh, it was the Explorer. I don't know if In I've my head said it was this the van. story before. But we were driving. Me, Carson, CV, maybe somebody else. I don't know. Maybe Blake. We were Tasia? all coming to see maybe Tasia. Yeah. Just a bunch of people from Corvallis, Albany area were going. Well, what town was it again? Yeah, Forest Grove. Forest Grove. Again, similar story, actually. Good connection because we were driving in the dark and the road from the two towns is a lot of back roads, um, a lot of like, you know, twists and turns. So I had to turn 
right and because it was so dark I missed the turn so I there was a street nearby so I turned on that street so I could turn around okay visualizing pitch black I have five people in my car can't see anything turn down an unknown street as I turned down the unknown street I was like oh I'll just flip around in the middle of the street there's nobody here (sighs) guys there was about I want to say a four foot ditch on the side of this street I did not see the ditch. Oh. I flip around and go and like, we go in the ditch, like sideways off kilter. I'd panic. I don't know what to do. I floor it. We get out of the ditch. By, by the way, this is my parents' car. Like, this is a, my parents gave me this car to take to college because the snow was too bad in the winter. Like, honestly, if we were in the minivan, I we would have totaled the car. <laughs> <laughs> But this is a four-wheel drive Ford Explorer, you know, it's got some stuff. Um, to the test. Got out of the car. CV's well-versed in car shit. So I freaked out. I was pretty much having a panic attack. Everyone was fine. Everything was fine. But I kept driving a little bit afterward because, you know, like I was like freaking out. And she was like, Hannah, stop the car. Stop the car. I ripped off the under like there's so there's the bumper in the front but then there's like a skirt that goes under the bumper and because we went in the ditch it like literally basically like it was like a claw it took off the underside of the bumper and cv's like so yeah you wrote you ripped off the thing but it's fine (laughs) the car is still fine the car is fine so we put the skirt thing in the back of the car and (laughs) There's a whole other part of that story that I won't get into where we had the cops following us because we think that this person called the cops on us because they thought we hit somebody's car when in reality I was just an idiot and I drove into a ditch. (laughs) Poor Hannah. (laughs) Um, I also felt bad because later on once I told my mom, like she was obviously like, are you guys okay? No, I I dented the car. Like there was a dent in the car. (laughs) It was little, it was a little tiny dent on like the front corner, but I felt really bad. (laughs) Sorry, mom. That could have been way worse. No, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing CV said. He's like, Hannah, honestly, like, it was very impulsive of you to keep driving for some reason into a ditch. Like, I kept flooring it, but he's like, otherwise, we probably would have been stuck in it if you hadn't kept pressing the gas. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. There's a lot of stories. I could reminisce four days, which we will do because I'm visiting Bailey, like I said, at the end of October, and I'm going to go see where she lives, and we're going to go apple picking, and full, full, full circle moment, the new Midnight's album by Taylor Swift comes out when I'm with Bailey, which is going to be the first time we've been together since a Taylor Swift album has come out in like, I don't know, six, seven years or something like that. Wow. It's going to be amazing but before we go one last thing that i ask my guests is a group organization or charity that they support i want to shed some light on bailey i know you have a couple if you want to just talk about them and why you chose them okay so for the first organization it's called evidence action um it's an organization that works in rural africa so it aims at like helping the most underprivileged and the most in need like group of people and it focuses on something that's super important clean drinking water 
And that is something that I feel like we take for granted and is literally essential to life. Like Mm -hmm. we, like of anything, like we literally just need clean drinking water. So this organization gives uh, like clean water dispensers to rural communities in like the most needy parts of Africa Mm -hmm. so that they can not only will they get clean water, but they'll get clean water forever. Yeah. So they're like literally changing the lives of these kids, which is huge. And it costs like very little money. Like if you go onto their website, they'll show you like exactly how many water dispensers or how much water they'll get out of the dispenser for how much money you're putting in. Oh, cool. Um, So it's cool to like see your like contribution in action, Mm -hmm. I guess. And this kind of ties back to this website where I found the organization it's called the life you can save.org. It's by one of my favorite ethicists, um, Peter Singer. And so he's a philosopher and he has this whole book called like the most good you can do. Mm. So he, so the website is based on the book and it's where he like did diligently researched with all these different criteria organizations that really truly do the most good with the donations that they get. Mm. So like very little money is going like back to the organization itself, you know, because organizations need some of that money to function or whatever. Right, but right. sometimes a lot of that like goes back to the organization yeah. and like hardly any of it is going actually to, the charity. to the charities. So these are charities like handpicked through all this diligent criteria that show that they are really truly like giving you the most bang for your buck, hey, I nice. would say. <laughs> so you're... <laughs> for a charity. Um, so if you're looking for a charity that you and you really want to support somebody and make a difference, you can go to the lifeyoucansave.org and they have a full list of charities and you can even filter them out by like things. Like I was looking for clean water because I think clean water is important, but they have lots of different things like women's education. They do deworming properties. They have all sorts of stuff. Cool. Um, and it's just a really great website. And then it'll also, it, it has all these different features too. It's fun just to explore. Yeah. And they do a lot of good. That's the perfect... I think the perfect thing to end on our season organization panel is a website where you can go find a bunch of them and see how they can help the world and choose which one applies to you. So thank you, Bailey. Everybody make sure to check those out. I will put them on my website and if they have tags, I'll put them on my posts as well. But that's it. We have come to the end. Oh my gosh, it's so bittersweet. I'm going to say bye to Bailey soon, but this has been our season finale episode of Before They're Verified. I couldn't think of anybody better than Bailey, (laughs) better than Bailey, to be on uh, and chat with for, I wish, longer. But stick around (laughs) as well, though, because I'm going to do an extra special wrap-up, season finale wrap-up Um for this episode and uh, we're gonna talk about just kind of what has happened this season and yeah thank you so much Bailey it was so nice to thank talk you Hannah to it's you. truly an honor to be on here and congratulations <laughs> on finishing your first season <gasps> I'm gonna go celebrate with Taylor Swift and um brownies I'm gonna go make brownies oh that sounds nice yeah but really thank oh. you so much I love you and I'll talk to you soon I love you and I'll see you soon yeah Bye, Hannah. Bye. I don't know where these are in relation to our faces, but... Hi. Kendall and I just cheers to lovely Modelo with lime.
not sponsored. Um, <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> uh, this whole podcast throughout the first season had zero sponsors. <laughs> um, also, I have one microphone. If you're listening to this, you wouldn't know that. But if you're watching it, you'll see me holding it. So watch this. Hi, Kendall. Hello, Hannah. I just moved the mic to her mouth. <laughs> I feel like an actual host here. Anyway, we just got done. And by we, I mean me with Bailey's episode. And I thought it would be fun to do a little end of the season, season one, hoorah, um, exciting endeavor, celebratorynesses. All, all proper words people normally use when talking. So I wanted to join, have, have Kendall join me today. Hello, everyone. <laughs> She's like, I already said hi. I don't know what else to say. Um, if you've listened to a majority of the episodes, not Kendall, but people who are listening, have listened to a majority of the episodes, I reference Kendall many a time. This is me. So I thought it would be fun to have Kendall in this extra special end of season recap that I have decided will now be at the end of each season. And basically all we're going to do is we're going to chat about the season and what has happened. Um, Kendall doesn't, I I didn't really have a plan. We're just going. We're just going. I did write down, though, some very cool things. So first of all, Kendall, did you listen (laughs) To my podcast at least once. (laughs) I'm ashamed to say that I have not. (laughs) Kendall's not an avid listener. And mind you, I am not hurt by this, by the way. That's good. You hear me in my room. Yes, and I'm also not the biggest podcast person just in general. So that is a big factor that plays into this. It's not like I'm listening to podcasts every day and just choosing not to listen to yours. I just always choose music. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it makes sense. I do need to listen, though. I need to listen. Yes, she does. I feel like a terrible roommate and cousin for not listening to any of them. I feel like you listen to parts of some of them, maybe. I've heard bits. <laughs> <laughs> um more so through your instagram that i follow i keep up with all of that i like every instagram post and every tiktok so i'm always supporting i'm just not one of the listens no no she's not <laughs> i've referenced kendall maybe 15 times and she's never heard, she, she'll never know now we I know i i will at some point i will get on that in season two i'll just start start like talking shit yeah. and then the only way she'll I'll be able to know yes. so um a little bit before we get into the coolness of this extra bonus special season finale what we're gonna do I've decided is I'm just gonna go and explain a little bit how many how many plays how many beautiful listeners have listened to this podcast how many episodes different things like that but first we are in a very special place um the living room (laughs) welcome to our living room glory in all her glory So she's had a lot of work done, Um, but if you didn't know, a little fun fact about the podcast, I film everything in the Zoom realm in my bedroom, (laughs) 
So I have like a little corner of my bedroom where I set up my setup. So any clips you've seen on Instagram uh, and TikTok, that's that's where I'm at. So I'm normally in my bedroom. But today, I don't know why, I just decided that we would film this out here. This is a chillaxed vibe. Yes, this is this is our chillax area. But another reason that it's special that we're in our living room is because uh, we're drinking our our beers in our celebratory fashion on our coffee table. And you might be, you know, any listener or person watching would be like, why? Mm, That's a normal thing to have in your living room, Kendall and Hannah. Ah, yes, it is. It is. But we got this coffee table, uh, I want to say a month ago. Right before, yeah, yeah. yeah, right before Ashley came to visit a month ago. Also, side note, I was talking to Bailey, so you just heard it in the episode. I was talking about Ashley because Ashley was in an episode. She was in the Game of Thrones House of the Dragon bonus episode. And I realized, I don't think I ever said in that episode that Ashley is my cousin too. Ashley is Kendall's sister. We are sisters. We are related. Um, She can't confirm. (laughs) Um, so in episode with Bailey, when I said that, I realized people are probably like, who is she talking about? Because I did not confirm or deny that Ashley is related to me. Yes, that is my sister. Yes. Ashley's the oldest of the three of us, even though I'm not <laughs> siblings. Um, but honorary sibling. I'm the honorary middle child. Uh, so I'm special. Anyway, the coffee table. Back to it was a very special is a very special occasion because we moved in April of 2021 and for about well up until last month so uh, a year and three months or so three four months we uh, refused for some reason to purchase a coffee table because at first we wanted like the little poof thingies what are they called ottomans yeah like an ottoman ottoman And then for some reason it took us a year to be like, wait, why don't we get a coffee table that gives us more space to set things? Because we would, what what we had before was if you've ever been to Costco, they have the like black and orange storage bins. And when we moved in, we had, and we still do, have two of them. And so (laughs) we, we put them right next to each other. And then I had a blanket, and we just put the blanket over the two storage bins. So you didn't know what was under it, but it was, we would always put like our plates when we were done with dinner on top of them. And we're like, wait, what is this? (laughs) Why don't we just buy a coffee table? And then I was like, well, coffee tables are expensive. Ikea. Ikea. Yeah, exactly. So, which I don't know why we didn't think of that before because almost all of our furniture is ikea because it's so cheap anyway our living room has come a long way i built this coffee table with my bare hands hands, uh, hard labor hard laborious work ikea furniture but yes our living room complete a long way yeah okay moving on from our apartment but i just wanted to point it out because this is where i do the podcast uh this is where kendall and i have lived since we've moved here idea for the podcast yes this is this is where it all has happened so okay oh my gosh Kendall are you ready for some fun facts yes okay actually this will be a fun guessing game since Kendall hasn't (laughs) listened to the podcast it's a game show show. 
Okay. Kendall, I'm going to have you guess the numbers, um, and then I'll tell you what they actually are. Okay. Let's start off with how many episodes. And I will... There's two categories. There's normal episodes, and then there's bonus. Let's just do normal. I got to think about this, because there was a couple breaks in there, and I know, obviously, the bonus episodes, too. She knows this. This is good. Did you see my paper? earlier okay good i was looking at it but i didn't like read any numbers. you didn't retain it okay good that's good <laughs> i did not per usual um i want to say 15 regular episodes and five bonus episodes okay you are incorrect <laughs> the total of main episodes is 19 ah uh, i Felt like there was, and somewhere along the way, you said something about shooting for 20. Yeah. So that's what I was like, 15 and 5, maybe? Smart. Well, and that's a good point, because um, I did shoot for 20, and then the way that the weeks worked out, I will, there's no way I can do any more after this week, um, life-wise, so I had to end it uh, to today whatever day you're listening to this but i had to end it thursday september 29th uh for it to match up so i have 19 main episodes and then only two bonus episodes so i actually have 21 episodes so I wasn't too far off in total episode numbers correct okay next thing oh wait actually but this is included i have one video episode you know that though i didn't need to ask that i mean there's, that's not as fun Okay, so yeah, the video, but I had a special video episode with our special friend. I keep saying special, and then that's lessening the specialness of it, you know? Anyway, with our great friend Hunter, uh, so also in that episode, Kendall, there you go, you've listened to one. I have, I have heard one episode because I watched it be recorded in person. Yes, if you listen to Hunter's episode, Kendall does technically make a vocal appearance because you you shout because I say Kendall hi and you're like hi Kendall sat in this really comfy red egg looking chair the entire time that Hunter and I were talking on the couch in that video by the way you can watch that on YouTube and Spotify Spotify has video podcast viewing so if you're listening for some reason if you're listening to this episode and none other the episodes <laughs> the very last one you can go to Hunter's episode and watch it. It's the only one you can actually watch the whole length of. Um, Which actually brings me into a good point. Season two will be happening at some point in 2023. I have to get my life together. Not in like a, it's not together, but just like. Things are a little crazy. Yeah, you got to have checkpoints in your life. You got to have stages. And this stage is ending I will be going into another new stage. And then after that one, we're going season two. And I'm hoping once I, um, I figure out what I want to do really for season two, I can get more of the full recordings up on YouTube. Because a lot, not a lot, <laughs> two people uh, <laughs> have asked me if, uh, if there's a place to watch them. And the problem is when I, I do most of them on Zoom or on virtual, you know, virtually, it allows me to talk to a lot more people and like schedule wise. Plus, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> um, 
yes, then renting space and doing all that stuff. So what happens is I record all the sound through like my soundboard. It's under the table. You can't see it. But then I record on Zoom, uh, but the Zoom audio is different than the clear, crisp audio of my soundboard. So it takes a long time to match up the voice and the video. So it's this whole thing. It's this whole separate thing of editing where it takes way longer for me to actually edit video wise than just doing little clips or social media. So I'm hoping I can maybe figure out a way to get most of them on YouTube next season or maybe like like 10 minute clips so where you can you know actually learn about the people's passions in like a shorter amount of time but at least it's you know video oriented so that is a goal for season two we will see what happens but I think it'll be cool okay next question Kendall um how many guests how many guests have been on this is different than the amount of episodes because we had lovely double double guests 22 oh so close 23 but you know i actually might be wrong so hold on let me oh no you're right 23 because i was thinking of all the doubles and i forgot one of the doubles yes i forgot about matt and henry Henry. yes but i remembered maya and anya yes because yeah because now i was like wait am i wrong but yeah 23 23 guests which what i'm gonna do right now I'm going to just really quickly say thank you to every single freaking person who was willing to talk to me for an hour or more. I don't know why, but thank you so much. Tiana, Ricky, Kate, Maya, Anya, Kendra, Ansel, Matt, Henry, Cheryl, Juliet, Justin, Daniel, Sammy, Vincent, Vic, Caitlin, Hunter, Carly, Ryan, and today's guest was Bailey. Oh, and then Julia and Ashley for the bonus episode. Wow, I don't didn't mean to sing right there. Anyway, literal massive thank you to everybody for being on my podcast. I appreciate you. Um, literally couldn't do it without you because otherwise I'd just be talking to myself or maybe Kendall for the whole entirety of it. I don't know. If you want to listen to us just talk and drink beer all the time, please let us know. But we will we do that anyway. So there's that. Okay, the final question. Oh, well, sorry. There's one more, but it's already answered because of the of the episodes. But we've also talked about 21 organizations. 21. A couple of them were double talked about. Other, like, same people had reached out about it. Um, but 21 organizations, which is really cool that we tried to shed some light on. So, okay. The last one. And this number is from today, so before this episode comes out, how many plays, all time, all time number of plays have people listened to the podcast this season? (laughs) I want to say like 250. Wrong. But in a good way, because it was more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sweet. 633. Go oh damn sorry, sorry i bobbled you so much on that one <laughs> i i wasn't really sure what your average like episode right per- which is actually a good question so tiana's episode was the most listened to episode at 71 times and then it went downhill from there no uh, 
but like i get you know sometimes it's like 50 sometimes it's 40 it just depends and like obviously certain people um have a wider audience or people who listen to it um some people just don't like podcasts like kendall and don't listen to it all but yeah 633 right now and then you know hopefully at least 634 when bailey's episode when this when this episode comes out what which actually if you're listening to this right now then you will be one of them you'll be adding to that number so thank you so so much so much oh my god i think i think we're almost done with this i didn't want to make it too long i don't even know it's already been yeah about 20 25 minutes um yeah we've got our beers we've got our uh, i've got i've got happiness instilled in me from people listening and from everyone honestly i met a lot of new people uh made made friends honestly yeah it's just been really really cool i like i said for season two i want to keep going uh maybe maybe some new graphics kendall kendall might be working on a little logo for me trying to create something yes i want to try my best to have everything kind of be original people i know like the people on the podcast Maybe, I don't know, maybe get like my own theme song out there at some point because I had a lot of musicians on the podcast so maybe somebody will make me a jingle. But other than that, again, thank you so much if you're listening to this. If you, oh my God, yes. I just want to say that it's been really cool to watch you do the podcast and like start it from the bottom, quite literally nothing and turn it into what you have and like what you've like the effort you've put into all the instagram and everything it's very cool thank you and the marketing and all that it's not just like you record an episode and put it out you like do a lot and put a lot of energy into everything that it is thank you that means so much yes it is a lot of work um and i always tell people i was just talking to bailey about it today about how like I get nervous or like stressed out about recording an episode or like how much time it'll take to do everything and put everything out there because it is just me doing everything, which again, if you've listened to some of the episodes, I've, I've said it in a couple of but it is me. I do everything. I, I schedule, I send all of the information, I record, I edit, I post, I make all the Instagram posts. So if there's anything bad, please don't be mean to me. Um, but yeah, I do it all. I do it all. So, but it's been really cool and fun. Oh yeah, and then I do the website. I I did the website too. So, if anyone out there is looking for any work for a podcast and they like what I do, please hit me up because your girl needs money. Um, and that's another thing in season two. I don't know. Like there is an option on the platform that I go through. It's through Spotify. It's called Anchor. Uh, where I could possibly maybe monetize it a little bit if I like say ads. I don't know if I want that to be honest. I don't kind of I don't want to ruin the vibe. But you know, if it gets to that point, then I'm sure my listeners will be uh, fine with it. So you guys can always just fast forward through them anyway. <laughs> you don't have to listen to the ads if I have to put them in there to make money. I think it's fine. Um, but thank you again. That means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Behind the scenes of it all. Literally, Kendall sees me pulling my hair out, editing, <laughs> trying to edit these these uh, episodes, which that's another thing and a compliment. 
some people don't realize that I don't, I edit them. There are not, not that like I'm an editor, but like, like I cut a lot of stuff out most of the time because we go over time and I want to try and condense it a little bit. And just so everyone's aware, like, not like this is a diss to you, but she didn't know like any of this (laughs) before. Like she learned all of this as she was doing it and like the whole system and like all the editing and being able to do that. So it's very impressive. I brought Kendall on just to give me compliments. Um, But thank you. And also that being said, I want to give a very, very special shout out, uh, actual special shout out uh, to Ricky. Um, My friend Ricky is kind of pretty much the reason this all started, even though he didn't make like it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. But um, he's on to great things right now uh, with his brand. And originally, we were actually supposed to do a podcast, but with where his brand was going and what things were happening, um, he went in that direction. And I'm so happy for him, so supportive of him. And so I was like, well, I think I I still want to do something. And he helped me figure this all out. He's the one who recommended all the stuff that I get, how to use it. Um, you know, he, he's just been such a, an amazing, uh, person to talk to. And he's literally, if you listen to his episode, he's episode number two, uh, Ricky from Filmtopia. He's the kindest, most supportive person. He just wants everyone to be able to do what they want to do in their life and to succeed at it. So special shout out to Ricky. Um, you're the best. And with that, I'm going to leave because I think I'll talk for way too long. And this episode has already been extremely long because I got to talk to Bailey and she's my best friend. So we talked forever. But um, thank you. I'll see you guys in season two. Um, My goal for season two, the only goal I have is for Kendall to listen to an episode. (laughs) The next time I talk to you guys, I will have listened to the episodes. That is my promise. Good. You should listen to either Hunter or Vix because they're, or Ashley's. I've heard Hunter's. Oh, oh, right. Sorry. We already discussed this. Sorry. She has listened to an episode. I do need to listen to Vix because that's kind of like double a-hole move because it's like my cousin and one of like my best friends. Vic is Kendall's friend. That's how I got podcast. Well, he's now my friend too, but it's just funny. Okay. Anyway, uh, with that, I'm going to leave you. I've got two more things to say. Make sure you go and do something that makes you happy. And I'll see you next season. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers, cheers.